Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Yoma Daf Ayin Zayin Amud Bet, and uh, further exploration of the uh, Inuyim of Rechitza, etc. Tana Rabbanan, or Brayta. Sur lechotz miksat gufo kechol gufo. You may not bathe any part of your body, just like the whole body. But if you're dirty with uh, dirt or mud or feces, then you wash in the regular way and not to worry. You may not anoint part of your body just like the whole body. If you were sick, you had boils, then you can anoint in the normal way. A woman can wash one hand in water in order to feed bread to her baby. Not no concern whatsoever. He didn't want to do so. Because and the rabbis forced him to wash both hands and to, and to feed the baby. My Tama, what's the reason for this? Shifta is a spirit that rests upon unclean hands and concerned about feeding someone else with that. If you're coming to greet your father or your teacher or somebody who's greater than you, you can walk through water even all the way up to your neck. It's not an issue of rechitza. You're walking, crossing a stream, let's say, and you're going for a purpose of a mitzvah. What about a rabbi coming to visit his student? I saw Ziri do that on Yom Kippur to, to greet his student. It's the opposite. It was Rav Chia Barashi coming to meet Ziri, his teacher. Rava allowed the people who lived on one side of the river to cross the river in order to watch fruit on Yom Kippur. Why did I buy the Rava? So he said, I'll support you from Brighta. People who are watching fruit can go through. Rav Yosef He allowed people from this particular town to cross over to come to the Shi'ur and cross over water. But he wouldn't let them go home that way. Meaning to, there was no justification. Then they're going to keep them from coming next time. If they know they're going to be stuck here, then they won't come. The other version is that Rabbi Yosef allowed both. So then Abaye, according to this, asked him, understand why you allow them to come. Why do you allow them to leave? And his answer was, so to prevent them from avoiding coming next time. All right, so either way, that was the conclusion. So they were standing by this bridge, Papa was on the other side. Uh, he yelled out, Can I cross over the river and get wet on Yom Kippur in order to study with you, to hear some Torah from you? The Rabbi Yehuda quoted his two teachers. Rabbi Shmuel said, "You're allowed to." Just keep your hands inside of your pockets, as it were, inside of your garments, so it doesn't get directly wet. Or according to this, it's Rav Shmuel Yehuda who answered, "Tanina over And he didn't quote Rav Shmuel. He quoted a Brayta. So Rav Yosef challenged all of this. Since when are you allowed to cross a river that's that deep 
um, even during the week. You're allowed to go up to your ankles. And then there's this water that's eschatological vision of water coming out of the Kodesh Kodoshim, and God crossed me up until my knees. You see, you're allowed to walk into water up to your knees. And then water of the of the hips. You see, you're allowed to walk into water that goes up to your waist. The next passage says it's water that you can't pass anymore. So you're not allowed to go in when it's that deep. That's different because that's a storming torrent that's coming out of the Kodesh Kodoshim in that vision. And higher than that is dangerous. Okay, but just uh, uh, placid water is not a problem. I might think you could pass it by swimming. My mesachu, what does that mean? Shiuta, means that the water with a raft. I might think you cross over with a little boat. This is now not on Yom Kippur. This is the the the, the vision in the, in the Navi. That a a, a boat can't go through it. I think you could pass it with a go across it with a big boat. Even a huge boat can't cross it. My so it won't be crossed with a great boat. Even the Malach Mavit can't go in these waters. This is the the uh, the Satan in, in the beginning of Eov. First, it'll look like two little locust uh, horns. Once it gets to the door of the Hechal, it'll be like a little stream of uh, of a thread. Once it gets to the door of the Ulam, it'll look like a thicker strand. It gets to the door of the Azara, it'll be like the top of a little vial. You're going to have these uh, waters that are mefakin, kind of like a pach. Uh, they're going to come out from the lintel of the Beit HaMikdash. Then it's going to be huge. It's going to get like a torrent. They can all bathe in it. That's the illusion. So this, by the way, hints that Nida has to sit in her up to her neck in in the water before being tovel. That we reject. All right, now back to Yom Kippur. All of this discussion about crossing the water is true on Yom Kippur when you don't have shoes. Are you allowed to cross it on Shabbat when you are wearing shoes? I saw crossing a river. And they crossed it with their shoes on. What about a sandal that might come loose and then you have a problem of carrying? I saw Ravina go with his sandals on. Ideally, you don't wear sandals. So he came to this place. They all came to hear the shiur. Ravina loata. Ravina didn't come. So Rafram 
the next day decided that he wanted to um, to to lessen the anger of the Reish Kaluta against Ravina, who didn't come to the Shear. So he said to him, why didn't you come to the Shear? My legs hurt. He should have put on shoes. So it was the back of my foot hurt. She could put a sandal on him. There was a river in the way. You should have crossed the river with your sandals on. Don't you know what Ravashi says? You shouldn't cross with a sandal because it may come off in the river and then you can end up carrying it. There's another extension of Rechitza. You're not allowed to sit on soft, um, uh, soft uh, earth which exudes water. Only if it's really exuding real liquid. Abayah says it has to be exuding enough liquid that it'll make the next thing wet. You're allowed to take cold fruit and put it against your face or sit on it so that it'll cool you down. He used to use a, a, a gourd. He would take a little baby that was cold, cool and sit next to him. He took a silver cup. Silver cup had water in it, put it next to his face or something to cool down. Rapapa said, if the, if the silver cup is full, you can't use it because it might spill. If it's not full, then it's allowed. The pachra, if it is, uh, earthenware, then, the both asur, mishum, the mishchal shachal, you might spill it. Papa Amar He said, even a silver cup, even if it's not full, is asur, mishum, the mizdariv, because it might be spilled out and directly get you wet. He was the uh, innkeeper at whose house they all stayed when they came to Caesarea. Rabbi is one of his esteemed guests. He said to his son, Rabbi Yosef, Bar Arya, literally the son of the line. I'll tell you something great your father used to do. Evidently, this is after Bishuban Levi had died. He had a cloth on Erev Yom Kippur. He would soak it in water on Erev Yom Kippur. Laid out to dry. The next day, he would use it to wipe his face, his hands, and his legs, so there'd be a little bit of uh, sort of residual moisture. He would soak it in water. The next day, he would put it right on his eyes uh, to get some of the uh, sleep gunk out. He had the opposite story that Erev Tishabav, he would soak it on uh, in, in water and he'd put it under his head, kind of like drying it out, and the next day he would wipe his hands and face and legs. And then he had the same story with that we originally had with Tishavav. You told us the opposite. Tishavav resumed Kippur. And we challenged you from the issue of Schita. How could you do that on Yom Kippur? There was a problem of squeezing out the cloth uh, and rubbing it on your face, etc. They asked him, you have an elder. Now this is coming out of nowhere, but it'll connect in a moment. Uh, remember that the highest level of Heter uh, Horai is Yatir Bechorot Yatir. We have that in Sanhedrin, the first parak, to be able to look at a mum and say if it's a mum kavur or not, and the Bechor is now mutar. Bechor beima. 
So let's say you have an elder who's already teaching. Does he need the reshut of the Sanhedrin in order to be matir b'chorot or enot tzarich? So my mekamivaylu. What's the question? This is asking. He hadam ravidi baravin. The rezay nichol em levei nesia kedid kaderbo. Is this something that the patriarchate held on to in order to have some sort of kavod that they give reshut? Since this fellow is already an elder who's teaching, he doesn't need that reshut. Uh, he said, I saw Yosef and Zimra. He was an elder teaching and he was standing in front of the grandfather of this one. And he asked reshut. So you see, you have to. That's not what happened. Yosef and Zimra, Kohenaya, was a coin. This is what he was asking. About somebody who's suspected of violating a particular Avera, does it mean he can't be a Dayan or an aide for that? Shem Gamliel says, we do believe him, but if he's testifying about somebody else's property being uh, Tahor or, or, or Kasher, but not about his own. And he ended up answering the halachas of Shem Gamliel. Okay, but took him by a loose. And the next question I asked for Belazu was, this is our, our point, can you go out uh, wearing uh, a uh, shoe with a, that's kind of made out of some sort of bark? And Yom Kippur. And this is getting to the whole issue of shoes that are non-leather shoes. And I said, Can you do this on a Tanit Sibur? Same thing. Now we have the opposite story. I testify that I saw this particular Rabbi Lazar, not a well-known one, uh, wear uh, such a shoe on Tanit Sibur. Can you do the same in Yom Kippur? Same thing. These are all made out of different materials um, that are uh, vegetable-type materials, uh, like moss, etc. Um on Yom Kippur, he put uh, uh, like uh, rags around his feet and walked out that way. On Shabbat, an amputee can go out with his uh, with his stump, his fake leg. Rabbi Yosef, he doesn't allow it. Ritani Allah, we have a bright on that. Everybody agrees you can't wear a Yom Kippur, which means that even a non-leather shoe is prohibited. Abayi said, no, that's not going to be a different case. You put in some sort of nice cloths uh, there, and it's because it's giving you particular pleasure. Understand, if it's not a kli, <coughs> these sheets make it, these garments, these uh, rags make it a kli. Since one of you are not allowed to get pleasure from things that aren't among our listed things. After all, going back to the story, he used to put rags around his feet and walk out. We all make tani Plus, the safe of that uh, notion, that statement about the kitea, about the amputee, says if there's a spot to put in the the uh, rags, then it's um, then it is tamei. So the opening part must be about a case where there are no kitein. 
Everybody agrees that a prosthetic leg is a minal. The machlokar about Shabbat, where Yosef Meir is, Rabbi Yosef says there's a gzera that it might fall off and you carry it. Rabbi said there is no such gzera. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. Tinokot mutarin bechulan. They're allowed to violate um, all of the things uh, that adults cannot do in Yom Kippur, little kids. We don't let them wear shoes. Why is that different? Because people will see it and they'll think that um, that uh, an adult must have uh, have put it on them and the adults aren't being careful about Yom Kippur. So all the other things, they'll think that if these kids are bathed, that they were bathed by adults. If people see them bathed or anointed, they'll say that was done yesterday. So maybe the shoe, maybe the shoe was put on yesterday. That's not possible. If you want a taste, a taste of death, sleep in your shoes. So nobody sleeps in their shoes. But here we said it's the mutar, not that it's uh, post facto acceptable. The answer is those things that are not needed to raise the kid. They made exera. Um, they made exera. So putting on shoes is not necessary. But those things that are necessary to take care of the kid and, and everything else, they didn't make the exera. Rabbi Amar my nanny told me, Rabbi was raised by nanny. What is it that the kid is needs? Is hot water and and oil. Gadal porta, he gets a little older. Beyata vechutcha in the kutach. Gadal porta a little more. Taburi mane. Then he gets a little bit older. Um, then. Uh, um, they give him some things that he can break. He bought certain kind of kelim um, that were broken, and uh, and and the kids were able to play with them and break them. In other words, but point being that in the description of what the nanny does to help raise the child, one of the critical things is uh, is anointing, etc. So therefore, those things. We don't allow them. Uh, we uh, don't allow them to do. We oh sorry, we do allow them to do, and there is no gzera. Something like wearing shoes, which is totally okay to do without for the day, we do keep the gzera. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to go back and revisit the first mishnah and the exception for the melach and the kala, and then uh, and then further into the ne- into the second mishnah, which is already presented in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.